Well, folks, college football is not dead. College football is very alive, but still in my heart, I feel absolute sorrow. And I feel absolute confusion. So this is going to be broken up into two parts. The first part of this podcast is going to be me going over our current playoff and how I feel about the team rankings. And maybe giving some insight about why the committee thought certain ways. And the second part is going to be about my anger towards the 12-team playoff. Alrighty, we're going to get into this in one sec. So, a lot of people, I think, have one complaint about the current college football playoff top 10. And that would probably be Tennessee's placement behind Alabama. And... I don't know if I agree. I definitely understand the logic. How can you put Tennessee behind Alabama when they beat Alabama on the field? That is a very good question. And that's also something that I think needs to be taken into account. But if we analyze Tennessee's two losses and we analyze Alabama's two losses, Alabama's losses were very just marginal they barely got beat and maybe you don't believe that a loss should be measured by how bad or how good it is but obviously the playoff committee does because Alabama barely loses to an an SCC West champion team LSU I struggle to even say that because they lost to Texas A&M embarrassingly and they also lost to Tennessee by a field goal. That's about... And when they lost to LSU, it was by one point. So I guess the total points of their losses are four. So they played everyone pretty tough. Now, the second part to this is Tennessee got absolutely rocked. And when I say rocked, I mean they got rocked by South Carolina. And they might be my Gamecocks, but you should not be getting rocked by South Carolina if you think you're a playoff team. And they got absolutely hammered by them. The other factor, too, as well to note is that they played really bad against Georgia as well. Georgia handled them quite easily. Now, if your retort to that is, hey, Alabama would get killed by Georgia, too. We didn't see that game. We just saw the Tennessee-Georgia game. So I, I don't know if I really want to subscribe to your theory there. All I'll say is this, I don't have a problem with it because I think if Bama and Tennessee, and I don't want to hear about a quarterback, Hendon Hooker should have nothing to do with this conversation, so let's just leave him out. But, in that regard, if we are going to power rate the teams, at what spread would you take Tennessee covering that game if they play again? Because this Alabama team has been playing pretty darn well since they lost to Tennessee, besides that LSU game, which they didn't even play awful, and LSU was just really hot. Bama, since that game, has been fighting, and you could see that fight during that Auburn game as well, and you can say what you want about Auburn, but that's a weird rivalry where sometimes the team that shouldn't win finds a way to win. So I'm going to give Bama credit for being Auburn, even if you don't. Because you know as well as I do, those Auburn kids woke up that day to beat Bama. You know that. So let's not act like that was a nothing win. 
The point is, a lot of people are angry about the Alabama and Tennessee spotting, where I'm not as mad about it. I can see the logic there. But, let's go instead to, let's start at number one. So Georgia's your number one seed, which I agree with. I think Georgia has the best resume. I think Georgia is the current defender of the national championship. They haven't done anything to even kind of be considered not number one, in my opinion, all season. Even when they struggled against Missouri, you know, for what it's worth, Missouri's a tough team to play on the road. And, I mean, that's kind of their one little blip, if you're going to even call it that. And if we're going to talk about blips, let's talk about Michigan-Illinois after. Oh, wait. I'm seeing a lot of toxicity from Michigan fans right now, and I love it. You guys are bringing good energy. But every Michigan fan wants to bring up Kent State. I don't want to hear about Kent State. If you think... Okay, if we took Georgia and Kent State... And we told Georgia, you need to just absolutely run it up on them and wreck them as badly as you can. Or else you're not getting a playoff spot. I can assure you that Georgia team probably holds them to way less. And that Georgia team probably scores a lot more. All I'm trying to say is let's not use Kent State as a blip on their record. Because for what it's worth, Kent State played really good. Kent State's not an awful team. And if we're going to just discredit Georgia for giving up 22 points to Kent State, when they still won pretty handedly, a Georgia team that took its foot off the gas after they got their lead, don't insult my intelligence. Please don't. Because that does get me angry. And Michigan fans have gotten me a little angry when it comes to that. What I find funny, too, is there's a lot of Ohio State fans and a lot of Michigan fans who both like the Detroit Lions... Yet they call the other fans toxic, even though they're both fans of the same pro team usually. That's just something I find funny. Anyways. Not a lot of Ohio State fans, but a fair group are Detroit Lion fans. I know there's two teams in Ohio. You got Cincinnati and you do have, uh, oh goodness, Cleveland. But there is a fair bit of Lions fans in Ohio. And it's only because I know a bunch of Ohio State fans who are also Lions fans. That's the only reason I bring that up. So, continuing on, I guess. Michigan at number two, I think, is fine. I think it's great placement. I don't think they should be one. I think two's the perfect spot for them. They killed an Ohio State team. And they made it look easy. Well, they made their chunk plays look easy. Defensively, they had Ohio State's number. They knew what they were doing. Ohio State did not look like a playoff team that day. C.J. Strout did not look like a Heisman Trophy player that day. And I don't have too much else to say about Michigan. I mean, their blip is the Illinois game for sure. I don't know what they were doing, but they played terrible. And I I was a little concerned about the Iowa game, but... The thing is, they just did enough to win that game. They weren't trying to just kill Iowa, to be fair. Because once they got the lead, they said, Iowa can't get points on us. We're only going to lose if we do dumb things. So I understand the mentality there. TCU, number three. I, I on the last show, talked about TCU and how badly I wanted them to make this playoff. 
TCU cannot get complacent against a Kansas State team that I will be cheering for because I do like Kansas State more than I like TCU in the pecking order of teams I like. But, but, TCU even with a loss is going to be in this playoff. I think at worst they're going to be number four. If they do get removed from the playoff and somehow Ohio State sneaks in, I'm just going to accept it's a TV product and go about my day not that upset but TCU deserves to be in even with the loss and I think they are going to get in because I don't think you should be punished for losing a game especially when you're when you're undefeated you shouldn't be punished for losing a conference championship game really because in theory should TCU just decline to play in the big 12 championship game Refuse to take the Big 12 and then just have a playoff spot at 12-0. and Kind of Notre Dame it. Because if that's what you should do, all teams... Michigan should do that this weekend. Because Purdue could win. Heck, Georgia should do that. Because LSU could win. So let's not put that precedent out there. But when I get to USC in a second, it's going to be a little different. USC does need to win. And the reason why is because no two-loss playoff... There's never been a two-loss playoff team. It just hasn't happened. And I think the committee, though, really wants USC to win because they want that West Coast viewership. I want USC to win deep down because... Now, number one, I was wrong about UCLA. I thought UCLA was what USC is right now. But USC derails UCLA on my prediction when I made the episode of Tennessee and TCU... And in brackets, I think it was UCLA. I talked about that. But USC, I want them to make the playoff because I think it'd be really fun to have a West Coast team and to have the Heisman Trophy winner. Who He is going to win the Heisman Trophy, Caleb Williams. It's, it's basically just accepted. Utah, though, doesn't want to lose. Utah wants to play, and Utah wants this Pac-12 championship, I think, just as badly as USC does. So it's going to be an interesting game. So don't rule out... Utah at all but as I said I don't think if you're a conf- in a conference championship game you should really be punished especially with other teams that aren't in the conference championship game getting in because they don't play an extra game I don't think you should be punished but the thing with USC where I can see how other people could have the opinion is that well Ohio State and Alabama are better teams than USC. That's what they'll say. Might not be true, but that's what people are saying. Even right now, Ohio State's better than USC. Which, granted, they probably are. And then the argument's going to be, you have two lost USC who's lost to Utah twice. And you have a one-loss Mich- sorry, you have a one-loss Ohio State team that lost to the number two team in the country and was pretty good against everyone else. Are you going to take a two-loss USC or are you going to take a one-loss Ohio State? I think that's a fair conversation we can have, but until we cross that bridge, let's wait to see if USC loses first. Then we can cross that bridge. But I can assure you this. Me personally, I'd rather Alabama be in the playoff than I would Ohio State because I think Alabama's a much stronger team. But... They would put Ohio State in before Alabama. I can basically guarantee you all that. Ohio State's in the playoff if USC loses. And I probably will agree with that statement. 
only because we've never had a two-loss team in. And when there's an Ohio State with one loss, even though I, again, I hate that USC is getting punished for playing an extra game. Maybe their administration, and I'm not joking, should look into whether or not they'd rather have a Pac-12 championship or if there's some sort of way you can just, I don't know what the word would be, just refuse the invitation to play in the Pac-12 championship game. I think a playoff appearance is probably more important than a conference championship. So just decline that offer. Go play in the playoff, if that's the case. It just really angers me. And it gets even worse if USC barely loses. I'm going to tell you this. If I'm running the playoff, USC's in and TCU's in. Even if they both lose by 80 points. Only because you shouldn't be punished for playing in a conference championship game. I don't believe you should be punished for that because you're getting an extra game to win a title. You're playing in a title shot where the other team did not get the opportunity to play in the title shot. And the only reason I say this as well is because of the way they're ranked. The way these teams are ranked at the current moment is where you're setting it up to where they shouldn't be punished for playing conference championship games. Now, can I see an argument if LSU wins the SEC? They should be in? No, they shouldn't. Three losses should not get you in. That's not inconsistency, and LSU is not being punished for playing a championship game. They just don't to be they don't deserve to get in because of their third loss. If they only had two losses, I think this is an interesting case study. A two loss LSU that wins an SEC championship, I think I would put in over a USC team that has one loss that wins a Pac twelve championship. And I'll tell you why, because of schedule. And I'll also tell you why, because it's more impressive to win the SEC, especially beating number one, than it is USC. Because let's look at the teams USC's beat. I mean, is Notre Dame, and I think that Oregon State one is actually a massive one. And obviously the Oregon game's massive, but... I mean... I don't really see... Actually, let me check this for one sec. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They didn't play Oregon. I, For some reason, I thought they did. It was Oregon State, for sure. And UCLA was the other big game. Yeah, I, I would put LSU in. I think it's a more impressive win. And USC also would not be getting punished for playing in a championship game. I would just say LSU's win over Georgia is more impressive. And I'd probably bump Georgia down to number three put LSU number four, Michigan number one, TCU number two. If that's how I was going to do it. And as if TCU wins, and so does Michigan. Which aren't locks. Maybe we have a playoff this year where none of the teams in won their conference. Wouldn't that be nuts, eh? That'd be quite the little storyline. Yeah, anyways. Let's talk about this darn... 12-team playoff. Now, I always say this. This benefits me. I'm a Gamecock fan. This only is good for me. Because I don't know if we can win conference championships or even get to the game, which is all you need to do nowadays to get in. This benefits me with 12 teams. Let me say that. But this is not good for the sport. The last weeks of the season feel like playoff games in this sport. The conference championship games, to an extent, some of them feel like playoff games. The USC one definitely does. 
We already have more than four. We already have more than four teams in the playoff right now. Really, in this playoff right now, we have like eight. A lot can happen. I don't think there's a path for Tennessee. But maybe something insane happens and they can get in. I'm not in charge. All I'm trying to say here is this. Let's be careful how we get excited for 12 teams and we throw out everyone's ideas and we get called elitist of the sport because we like four. Or we get called not caring about the game or not caring about the athletes because that's not true. You have been brainwashed by the NCAA because they're going to make more money. This doesn't make the sport better. All it does is turn this into college basketball. Now, you sitting on your couch right now, if you're like me, then yes, you do still watch college basketball during this kind of period of the regular season. But you know damn well you and all your buddies aren't going out to a bar until it is March Madness. And I am terrified of football becoming like that one day. I'm also terrified of how much these games mean. And I'm terrified... The idea is that you don't need to win a national championship to be successful in the sport. In this sport, what South Carolina did this year at 9-4, and 8-4, maybe 9-4, and four, I think is fantastic. And we're going to try to build on that. But that is an amazing year. Oregon State, 9-4, amazing year. Kansas State, 9-3, amazing year. Oregon State's 8-4 as well. Purdue's having a pretty solid year. They have some dumb losses, but in their regards, if you look at their program history, it is not a terrible year. This sport should not be defined on success whether or not you make a playoff, and that's how it's only going to be talked about. This isn't the NFL, where all teams are given equal funding. This is a sport that's designed for the rich to get richer. Oh, I jammed up. I hope everyone heard what I just said. This is a sport designed for the rich to get richer. And people who say to me that, oh, but now you can get in a 12-team playoff. Maybe Colorado makes it one year, which Joe Klatt said. Or maybe this guy makes it, this team makes it this year. Or maybe Oregon State's in the playoff. Josh Pate on late kick is absolutely right that Oregon State getting absolutely trashed or Colorado getting trashed in the playoff isn't going to help the recruiting. You can pretend it will, but it's not. And then the expectation, now is it if you make the playoff, those first games not even matter anymore? Will coaches get fired for making this playoff? If Dabo Sweeney is a 10 seed and he loses his first round game at Clemson, is he now on the hot seat because he can't get closer? Let's not turn, like, if you want to watch the NFL, watch the NFL, but leave the sport alone. Now, if you're going to also say to me that you're coming up with a lot of problems, but you ain't coming up with any solutions, I have a solution. If you want your playoff expansion, the best bet was eight teams. And I feel sick saying that. But if we had to and you put some kind of weapon to my head, I would tell you my perfect solution is six teams where it is exactly what it is right now, but teams get to play for that first round bye, and I think that makes it mean even more to the top teams, especially this weekend would mean more with first round buys. I will give you that. If Georgia and Michigan need to win for buys, they're probably a little more motivated, not just that they're in the playoff. I will admit that wholeheartedly. 
The buy aspect doesn't kill the regular season because the regular season's still safe. The only difference is, is that you're going to get your two-loss Alabama and your one-loss Ohio State this year in the playoff. And that's not going to be good for those new teams that you think are going to win. TCU's a wonderful story. I don't know if they can even come close to beating Bama. I don't know if they can come close to beating Ohio State. In this new playoff 12 team that you're structuring in your head here, you want Bama in. You want five SEC teams in. And that benefits me because South Carolina's in the SEC. It benefits me, so don't tell me I'm being selfish. You're going to get a lot more Big Ten teams in. And if you're a Big Ten fan, that's great. But you think there's going to be three, four Pac-12 teams in? You think the Big 12's going to overrepresent? You think the ACC... They might get one team a year in the ACC. And then it's Jacob. The G5s need a chance. Jacob, don't you think Boise State deserves a shot? Boise State isn't going to be in it. It's probably going to be the champion of the American. And truth be told, the Sun Belt is going to be the best G5 conference in maybe one or two seasons anyway. On par with the current Big 12 is going to be when Texas, Oklahoma leave. So don't spin that to me, man. Don't spin me that, that the G5 is going to benefit. The G5 is not benefiting. The G5 is going to benefit losing 56-3. to Okay, that's it. That's, that's the anchor. Thank you for listening, everyone. Eight teams, if I, I think people would be, have been happy with eight teams, it would have been better for the sport. I wouldn't have loved it. You could have had your five automatic bids, and then you could have had three at-larges. That could have been the way we went, and I still would have been angry. But at the very least, I would have said, okay, the regular season can still matter. 12, it's, it might matter. It's going to still matter. But it's not going to be what it means now. Because teams are going to start measuring, especially these big programs, that a playoff berth is all successes. It's going to turn into NFL, NHL, NBA. That's what this is turning into. And it makes me sad because I see it before my eyes, yet no one wants to fix it. No one wants to do anything about it, but just sit there. And I'm not going to be silent about it because it pisses me off. Thank you for listening, everyone. And, you know, God bless, praise Christ. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. (laughs) 